This is a proud production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone out there at Rambling About Racing Nation. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Rambling About Racing. Matt Beamer here alongside Preston Lude here in the ITM Media Studio bringing you the latest and greatest from this weekend's Bristol Dirt Race. I, I use that term light, loosely, Preston, I should say. Latest and greatest because the dirt race, I don't know about you, was hit or miss. It, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, it does. If you're a Logano fan, you love the truck race. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. But if you're an avid fan like me who does not like cup race, cup racers into the... I have a mosquito here. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I have a mosquito in this studio. He's supposed to join the show. Well, he wants to, he wants to do something here. That's going to bother me all episode. But glad everybody's joining us, whether you're on your po- regular podcast platform or YouTube. Really do appreciate you taking the time to join us this episode. And speaking of YouTube, Preston, we're starting to not blow up. No. But gain a little bit it's of traction like, It's like here. a slow climb, which we, we really appreciate everybody that actually tunes in and, you know, happens maybe maybe some people stumble upon us on youtube you know or or if it's our regular listeners that actually go and actually search for us but you know for those people who may have stumbled upon us thank you according yeah according to the analytics it's a combination of both yeah a lot of them non-subscribers so if you like the videos and you watch it make sure to subscribe for more content subscribe hit the notification bell all everything all at one time yeah Yeah, do it all but hey man seriously though Thank you. Yeah, it's to who to anybody that stumbles across our uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, know, we're getting or, comments, we're getting interaction, yeah. which is great to hear Absolutely. everybody's opinion about stuff. It's it's really fun to listen to, more so respond to, and right. people responding yeah. to us yeah. compared to what it was a few weeks or or like I, a couple of years ago, it was unexistent. Yes, it was non-existent. We, we get maybe twelve clicks, and that's it. It yeah. is pity clicks. Yeah. But I've gotten better with the clip art and everything yeah, of course, like that. Yeah, it's it's all in due time. It really all is, Preston. It just it's progress. Progress happens every week, every minute, every hour. Right, it does. But how's everything going, man? How's life? How's life treating you? A uh, great, uh, great Easter holiday weekend. Good. Um, full of uh, golf and NASCAR. Just the, just how I like it. the Masters. Uh, was at my parents and then. My in-laws house on Sunday, so eating two times. It's almost like, uh, almost kind of like, you know, any other holiday, like a, maybe a Thanksgiving or a Christmas time. You know, right? You're always going bouncing between houses eating, but it was a good, good time. Kids, you know, did the Easter egg hunt at right. my parents at the in-laws house and everything. Um, Easter bunny was good to them. Oh, good. So um, Easter bunny was good to me, I guess you could say. Easter money was good to you. Sure. Oh, that's, that's sure, good. Of course. So other than that, I mean, I just, I thought it was a really, it was almost like a perfect day. You know, I got up, went to church, left church, went to my parents' house, ate, watched some golf, go to the in-laws' house, eat, watch some golf, and then I get home and I get to watch the NASCAR race. Great. It was at about 7.15 on a Sunday night. Yeah, but it was. Not a big deal. Good. It was just a... I couldn't get any more perfect than that, I guess you could say. Yeah. It was yours. I worked all weekend. Car- oh. Caroline took her daughter and went up to her mom's house, and I figured, well, I might as well work. So I worked a swap with someone, and 
Okay. Worked Sunday, so I, I worked all week. Busy yeah. weekend? Or? I had one little kitchen fire. Oh, okay. That's nice. So I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Off, off all right. air. All because right. cool. I don't feel like telling everybody. No, you, no, you some, don't have to do that. Some individual's really bad day. It wasn't a bad day. It wasn't a total loss on anything, but. Right, right. No, no, no. You don't have to do all that. But, yeah, it was, it, was, it was an unproductive weekend. Everybody seemed to. Well, as long as it's a quiet weekend, it's always a good thing. Right. And, yeah. It's some, everybody's, having a, everybody's having a good day. And yeah, weekend. nobody's having a bad day. Right. So. Yeah, well, I hope everybody out there had a good Easter, and thank you again for joining us, whether you're on your regular podcast platform or YouTube. Really do appreciate it. And more more content to come, more extended and external content to come. It's in the works. I keep saying that, but it never manifests. But well, there's always there's always ideas to be worked out behind the scenes. Yeah, and IT and media trying its best to do it. Yeah. One way or another, we're going to make it. And That's right. Appreciate everybody along the ride for, with us. You want to just go ahead and hit into uh, it? Let's and, get, let's get into Hey Man? All right, let's get into Hey Man. Folks, before we continue on with the start of Season 5 of Ramblin' About Racing, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and greatest Ramblin' About Racing gear, such as T-shirts like the one I have on, hoodies, hats, or anyone but lineup exclusively at Bonfire, and so much more. Pint glasses for your beers and everything like that. Just head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab, and there you can find the links to both Teespring and Bonfire. All Every purchase will help out Rambling About Racing bring you better content and hopefully more content at, at tracks around the country later on as we get there so head on over to ramblingaboutracing.com links can also be found be found in the youtube video below or on your podcast description on your regular podcast platform below again all proceeds help out rambling about racing bring you better content in the future hey man Hey, man. And hey, man. Always had here at Rambling About Racing, presented by Devo's Outdoor Lighting. Head over to devosoutdoor.com for all your outdoor lighting needs. Links can be found in YouTube description and podcast description below. Use code Rambling at checkout for 10% off of your order. And that can also be found at ramblingaboutracing.com under the sponsors tab. Okay, Preston. The dirt races at Bristol. Again, I said it at the top of the show. Latest and greatest. From the world of auto racing, not so much. If if you're a true blue NASCAR fan, the latest and greatest here. I feel we talked about it last week, this being the rubber match. I'm going to go ahead and start it off like this, like we do every episode. Overall, how was the weekend for you? Overall? Uh, well, oh, you know what? I, can I deviate real quick here? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, deviate so, all you want. All right, bud. so uh, for those that don't really know, that may not know, or maybe that are tuning in that are new. The Heyman segment used to be about ridiculous comments that we would see, right? Yep, and then we just combined it I all into the yeah, race weekend. I don't know if I sent you this or not, but it, it it's I'm I'm not gonna throw out there who it is or anything like that. I'm just gonna read this comment to you, and I want to know what you think before we. All right. Um, I don't think I I really don't think I may have forgotten to send this to you. It, it's it, it 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 it's a page. But I'm not going to say what kind of page it is, where it's at, because I don't want them to come back and 
be, you know, slandering me for some stupid let, reason. Let, let them come back to us. What What are they going to do to Ramblin' about race? I'll read. I'll read half of the comment. I won't read the whole thing. All right, read half the comment. And it has to do with the the Bristol race here. We're finally seeing what the short track package is becoming. This car is a freaking handful. Now I want you to tell me something here. Oh, okay, and, and then he says, uh, "I posted the link of the in car for so and so." I'm not going to say that either. He's got his hands full. Now I want you to I want you to think on this one. After hearing all that, and then he says he's got his hands full. That's just typical dirt racing, is it not? Yeah, it's just typical dirt racing. The only in car camera that we've seen pretty much the whole time there was Christopher Bell. But then we had the driver's point of view with Ross Chastain, and he had his hands full. So you want me to guess who, who it is? Uh, the the page or no? You don't have to. No, not the page. But oh, the, the end car, the, the driver. Oh uh, yeah, I mean you can. It, you, it was neither of those drivers you were talking about. Okay. If I had a <laughs> it guess, it was there was a shot at one point during the race where it was an in car camera of said this, driver, this particular driver. Okay. If I had a guess, and I I I only watched it from like halfway on because we were eating dinner there at okay. the firehouse well, this and I was, might have been earlier, but I was listening listening to the radio broadcast which PRN did a great job there at Bristol if I had to guess it was Bubba Wallace no it was Austin Dillon oh, okay but somebody brought up a point that said well he's driving it with one hand I don't think he's really wheeling it that much and he actually was I actually did see a shot of him wheeling it with one hand at one point I was like but what what maybe I'm missing Maybe I'm missing it right now, but I just don't understand how someone could say, oh, look at the short track package when we're just racing on dirt. Yeah, you're racing on dirt. It's irrelevant. But they they were defending themselves the whole time. They were like, oh, it's amazing how all these people are laughing and everything. And then some people were actually defending them saying, yeah, you're right. This short track package is making a difference. And I'm like, no, it didn't. It doesn't. I don't really think that's really valid for dirt right now. It's like taking the same package going to a super speedway is irrelevant. Yeah, so They're I just I, before we got into that, I just it just popped in my head before we were going to talk about the entire race weekend overall. I was just like, you know what? I think I forgot to bring it up to you, just to send it to you because right. I saw it. I actually saw it this morning. I came across it this morning. I was like, now, now, who was the page that was doing this? And did and and follow on question: Did the page praise and say yes, the short track package is doing great, or did the page say no? This no, they're pack- saying. I think they're saying that it was great. Who's the page? Please, oh gosh, please be I, good. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I should or not. Well, just, why not? I don't because. At first, I thought they were just being like um, sarcastic about kinda, it, kind of like NASCAR chasm on Twitter. Yeah, almost like that. Or but drunken it's, Brian it's, France. It's back an actual. In the day. It's an actual page that like puts out reports that you know after everybody else posts about them and stuff like that. They're just kind of like one of those. Well, who is it? Okay, tell you what. Just the NASCAR show. report. The NASCAR it's on Facebook. The NASCAR report on Facebook. Yeah. I think I'm following them. I, I think I follow them. I mean, they 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 put out things. They just put out news stuff that like after. After it drops or whatever, right. they'll they'll repost it and yeah. stuff like that. But I just I found it kind of odd that like I never really I, I don't have I don't mind their content or anything like that. I just kind of found it odd that they were to post something like that and say that oh this package is really making a difference. No, this like, package I don't really didn't make it. Think it really works like that. No, maybe maybe I'm wrong. You know, hey, if anybody out there wants to say that I'm wrong, I mean I'm all for it, but. Sitting there, and I really pondered on it for a while. I was like, "Man, am I really? Am I missing the point?" Because I'm right. sure, I'm sure, with my awful luck, I'm probably missing the point somewhere. But I was just like, "I don't think it really works like that." But no, you know, it anyways, doesn't. we can we can move on to the overall. I just figured that was a pretty good. Why not? 
you know. Yeah, why not? I mean, well, NASCAR report just reposted. Who was the original? Did they repost it or did no? They 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 they, they, they created just that created content. that post. They just said that. Oh. It's just kind of weird. They like to update things during the race and stuff like now, that. Now, in the spirit of Hey Man, since we're on that, what were the comments to that, or do you have those? Uh, let's see. I can. I can. Um, yeah, bring them up. Let's see the comments. Let's see what the NASCAR community has to say about. Well, there's this. there's the comment I was talking about. Someone says he was driving with one hand. Pretty sure that doesn't equal quote unquote handful, which right. is, is good. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Bigger question: Why are the stands empty? That could be that could lead to a lot of things. Honestly, that could be a number of things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a handful because of the dirt. We have no idea how this package will be on the concrete track yet. And they replied back to this person and said, "This is the third race with the package. This is that the third race any- with the package. First on dirt, people. Let's uh, and first on Bristol dirt. So and I someone mean- commented. Uh, I don't know if they were replying to the page or. Oh, they were replying to somebody else saying, oh, you must be new to the sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it's, uh, this guy oh, here re- we go. Short track package, question mark. The track's covered in effing dirt. No doubt their hands are full. Yeah. And then they want to say, and then the NASCAR report comments back to this person and says, can we call you a wambulance? I don't know what's going on here, but I don't okay. I don't know why they're doing this to people. Either the NASCAR report is a big fan of Bristol dirt or... They don't know what's going on, or they're, yeah, they have blinders I on. I don't know. That's just, I don't know. That's weird. But we can, we can, we but, can move on. From but that we now. digress here. How yeah. was, how was overall? How did you enjoy watching the races this I, past weekend? The truck race was, to me, truck race was okay. Truck race was trash. One hundred percent trash. It was okay. What Joey Logano said after the race, I didn't catch the post race interview, but based on what I saw. He said there was this fan in there just flipping him off the whole time. Every lap, he just flip off Joey Logano. It brings me back to when Jeff Gordon drove, and people would just flip him off. And Joey was lap. able to see that guy with all that dirt going around in the air. Wow, must that's not, impressive. Must not have been that much of a handful in the truck series. Let's I say guess that. not. Wow, that's impressive. But that's pretty me, cool. To me, it was just complete trash. I'll let you finish, and I'll give. And I'm pretty sure when when you hear my two cents, you'll just listen to any episode of Rambling About Racing and, and hear yeah. the same thing. The cup race, I I enjoyed the cup race. I thought it was actually pretty good. I will say this: this is our third year, I believe, on dirt at Bristol. Yep, I think this is, this is third, probably this the, was what we talked about last week being the rubber match. We'll get more yeah. into that later. I, yeah, I think this was probably out of the three races. This was probably the best one that I I have watched. Okay, I really enjoyed the racing this time around, at least in the cup series. Right. Truck series, not so much. Okay, cup, yes. Okay, cup yes. Yeah. What about you? The truck series, again, was complete trash. Joey Logano, William Byron, Chase Briscoe shouldn't have been in there. I wanted to get and see Stuart Friesen's wife race. That didn't happen because Joey Logano, Chase Chase Briscoe, and William Byron were in the race. Who cares about cup drivers coming down? Joey Logano dominated. It, It wasn't even a race to me. It was boring, truck race, trash, absolute trash. The cup race, on the other hand, was a good race. And it caught a lot of people's attention there at the firehouse who said, oh, they're racing on dirt. Yeah, and they sat down and watched a little bit of it. Oh, this is awesome. They're sideways. Yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, of course. It's awesome if you don't know anything. Right. Well, we'll I'll, I'll talk about what I'm going to compare it to here in, the few, in a, in a few <laughs> topics here because it, it reminds me of iRacing. Remember when they were doing the iRacing during the COVID pandemic? Yes, I do remember and that. And how it was just... Oh, this is awesome. This is better than nothing. 
And how, yeah, it was better than And nothing. how awesome it was at first, but then as it went on, it just... It oh, kind of oh, lost its it uh, lost, luster. It lost its luster. That's yeah, a lost perfect. Its luster. And that's the way I feel like the dirt races. But I'll, I'll compare it to something coming up here shortly. Okay. That will be interesting. But the cup race was all right. Uh, it was watchable. A lot of cautions. Slow down the pace. Inconsistent cautions as well. Let me bring this up to you. Here. Uh, yes, that's a, a good couple, point. Right before the end of the race, a couple drivers spun. Namely, I feel like I think the one that just sticks out in my mind is Denny Hamlin. Spun, mm-hmm. no caution. Now, I forget who it was offhand who spun there with about eight to go. Caution. Was it? Um, I, think are you it, was, about it was the, Kyle, I think it was Kyle Bush. Are you talking about at um, with like two laps to go? Or? No, it was like eight laps to go. I don't remember. Because there, was, and a, I think it was, there Ky- was a caution. And I with, think it was Kyle Bush, actually, who spun and went right into the pits and threw a caution. And mm. and Clint Boyer said what everybody was thinking up to that point because there was no caution. If there was no multiple, oh oh, there was no caution. Yeah yeah yeah. Kyle Busch did spin. I don't so, remember how many but, laps that but, was to go. It was Sorry. like it was like eight laps to go. And with Denny Hamlin spinning, no caution, dropped all the way down in the standings. I believe it was a oh criminy. I can't think of his name right now because he, Ryan Blaney. Did the same thing, spun, no caution, but nobody hit him. It was no multiple car incidents. Michael McDowell spun in front of the whole field, turned it around and got going, and they threw a caution on that. But Kyle Busch, with eight laps to go, spun Mm -hmm. into the pits. He was down low. Nobody was around him. Caution. The inconsistencies with the cautions there, cautions and no cautions, took it away from me a lot. Yeah, I can agree with that. I now can, I can see what you're saying, and and that's the reason why. I mean, the race was good, but it was too inconsistent. Why not? Why throw a race there? And Clint Boyer even said, "What well, they threw a caution for Kyle Busch, but they didn't throw one for Denny Hamlin or Ryan Blaney. What, what's the deal with that?" And it just kind of blew me away. It's like it was just doing. I can understand not throwing a caution if it's not necessary. I mean, they probably took lessons from Coda, but at the same time, there was nobody around Kyle Busch. Throw a caution. Eight laps to go. Bunch up the field. To me, it, it wasn't necessary, and that's what kind of took it away from me. But that's all I got with that one. No, that you 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 make a good point. You, but I yeah. didn't even I didn't even remember it until you just said it again, and I, then I went back in my mind, and I do remember how yeah. there were some that and should if, have been a caution, and there was some stuff that wasn't. It was and, just kind of like what. And What's if anybody on? out there knows why they didn't throw a caution with. Denny Hamlin or Ryan Blaney, but threw one with Kyle Busch, please, by all means, yeah. let us know mm-hmm. in the comments because I would like to know why they th- why they did that. Yeah, Because to me, it's kind of ridiculous having no cautions for that. And it's like, okay, let's keep the race going. Mm-hmm. But then when Kyle Busch spins with under 10 to go, throw the caution. To, I, to me, that's just kind of shady, man. You don't do that. That's a good point. And uh, that's just me. But anyway, that was that was the overall race week in there and why we kind of went down a little rabbit hole there. We're going to go down a couple more rabbit holes here. The Bristol Dirt Race having its third time in the books. It's over with. Does it deserve to be on the 2024 schedule? The rubber match is over. Do we keep it or do we get rid of it? Big question going on in everybody, every NASCAR fan's mind right now. I think NASCAR ends up keeping it, honestly. No, 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 no. The question is... Oh, you're asking me, though. I mean, NASCAR is going to do whatever they want. But as a fan and as a podcaster, professional podcaster, Preston, what do you think should happen? 
I think I they should care, get rid of it. I, oh, I could all, I could care less what NASCAR says, but you say get rid of it. I say get rid of it. I say if we're going to use dirt, I think we should use it for like an exhibition race. I agree. Maybe, okay, so it, something was going through my mind, and I think of it like this. Either we can use it for, why not try something? You know, I, I know that NASCAR likes is on this fad of like using the LA Coliseum for like the clash these days. Right. Which is, you know, what, if they want to do that, that's cool. I mean, I don't really know. Like I said before, I don't really know how the market is out there these days. I think maybe we could use a, a dirt race for like the clash. I don't know where though. I mean, I don't really know what places really could hold enough fans for something like that. Not that it matters because the LA Coliseum isn't full anyway. Yeah, no, no, but I'm just, you know, and, and Neither any, was other, Bristol. any other tracks though, in general, like I, I don't know how many Eldora holds, you know, when they first brought the trucks there, I don't really know how many people that place holds. I think either we can use it for, like I said, for like an, an exhibition race like the Clash, or it's kind of hard to use it for this idea now since we don't really know what North Wilkesboro is going to look like. But I was going to say maybe if North Wilkesboro wasn't around, maybe we could use it for like an all-star race or something, you know? It's just something. I just don't think that dirt should be a points-paying race. That's just, oops, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to hit that again. It's okay. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. I don't think that, we, and I, I know that there are some people that agree with me and some people that don't, but I just, I don't think it deserves to be a points paying race. I just, nah, I just don't like it. I think, I think if I would like to see it used as like an exhibition race, I think we should just yeah. get rid of it. No, I totally 100% agree. I, I don't think it should be a points paying race. It, it could be an exhibition race. It could be the all-star race. I don't, I don't care if it's the clash or the all-star race. It shouldn't be a points paying race. Tons of polls circulated around Twitter. I don't know if you were privy to any of them stating that, you know, just simple question. Keep it dirt or pay or bring back the asphalt. And the majority of people said pave it or keep it, keep it paved with when it comes to the Bristol spring race. To me, it doesn't deserve to be on the schedule. Kyle Larson said it. Bubba Wallace few times that I agree with him said we shouldn't be racing on dirt. A lot of drivers, I'm sure, said dirt racing is out, outdated. As far as NASCAR Cup Series, now, you go to your local dirt track, great. Enjoy that. Sumter Speedway is right up the road. Awesome dirt track. Just a great history there at Sumter Motor Speedway for dirt. But when it comes to NASCAR Cup Series, no. The it cars just aren't really built. No. For, well, I mean, I... I mean, no, one no. could argue that when NASCAR you, you, started, they you, were racing on yeah, the well, beach and stuff. Okay, like yeah, that. they were racing on the beach. We don't go to yeah, but I, I don't you know, know the cars. Long, I don't really think Long are Beach, built California. For that, you know? No, we don't do that anymore. It's just not in the cars. Well, here's to do that. here's something. I think if I I don't really usually remember when NASCAR tends to drop their schedule for like the next year. I don't know if it usually comes out later in the year. It's right? about September time frame. September October. When is the Bristol Night Race? I think it's in September sometime. I think it's. I think it is in September. Yeah, end of September. I think it's like. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, end of September. I think that maybe seeing what the package looks. Granted, it's going to be at night though, and I know that the spring Bristol race is usually during the day. I don't think it, it was. Didn't really seem like it was very warm this past weekend, anyways, up there. So it probably wouldn't be a really slick, but we'll get a better idea of what it looks like. The package itself looks like when we actually go to Bristol in the fall. We're actually racing on concrete. Then maybe NASCAR might look at something and say, "Hmm, you know, maybe, maybe they might change their mind." No, uh, well, I mean, 
you either love dirt racing or you don't. I like dirt no, racing, you, but you, I don't you, think okay, it's... You, you it's, could like it. There, there's a middle ground there, but I don't think there's room for it in the NASCAR Cup Series. No, no, I don't think now, so either. you also mentioned Eldora. Eldora is a great truck series race. It was a fun race because it was unique to just the cups or to the cup truck series. The mm-hmm. truck series were that was a fun race where it was almost like a super speedway where anybody could win that race. Bubba Wallace won that race most notably in the past few years. So it is a great race where you can get out there, rough fenders with the best of them on dirt and It'd be a good race. However, and, and on to boot, there's really rarely any cup drivers in that race. So that made it a good race right there. However, I get the fact that they re that Bristol Motor Speedway puts dirt on there for like this. Yeah, they the have dirt usually, ser- the yeah, big it's usually dirt, like a month long thing. I yeah, believe. like a month long with the sprint cars and all that stuff. Yeah. So I understand why they would say, well, why would we just take, put the dirt on, do the thing, and then wait wait to do you know the the schedule with that why not just do incorporate nascar into it it's like oh this is a great idea the first year was a disaster mm-hmm. which is which is understandable because yeah. they ran it in the afternoon and the sunlight in there and it was just the track was not perfect the second year oh, the second year however was a very good race i thought it was you know tyler reddick being taken out by chase briscoe kyle bush winning it was a very memorable race yeah that's true in the second year, the third year, however, I feel like it didn't. It met expectations, but it didn't. It doesn't justify it going back and putting dirt on there in twenty twenty four. Now, if attendance is an issue, don't have it on Easter weekend. I don't want to go to a NASCAR race on Easter weekend. Now, granted, if you gave me free tickets there, it's like I'm going to try to go, but odds are I'm not going to go. Wasted ticket. The stands weren't full. It's usually cold. It's not. I mean, that's no fault of NASCAR. That's just the geography of where Bristol Motor Speedway is in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's really nothing you could do with that. I'm not saying, but I mean, back in 2001, early 2000s, all the way up to maybe 2005 or six, those stands were full in the spring race. Yeah. Regardless if it's a day race or a night race, this Bristol Motor Speedway stands were full. Putting dirt on it didn't bring more butts in the stands. No, I, I they probably were going for something like that, and it, it's not working out. I don't, to me, I just don't. I don't think just two hundred fifty laps on dirt. Like people pay. I mean, usually when we race on concrete, it's five hundred laps for a cup race. People, people are going to pay tickets for that. I mean, I don't know what the ticket prices were this time around. What they are for dirt, if they're maybe a little bit cheaper because they're not running as long, but. I'm there to have a good time. If I'm going to watch the Cup Series race, 250 laps on dirt is not just not enough for me. But then again, you wouldn't be racing on dirt then. Yeah, it's the fact that it's on dirt. It's the fact that it's on dirt. They're chasing. They're chasing fans. It's cool. It's cool to see one time, probably. Right. Uh, It's cool to try it once. I mean, kind of like the LA Coliseum. It was cool to see it once. All right, we're done with that, right? Nope. We're bringing it back. All right, we did two races with the dirt race at Bristol. We're, we're, we're done with it, right? No, we're bringing it back for a third time. I'd say keep it off the schedule for 2024. If you're unsure that that race is going to fill seats, make the Bristol spring race a night race and see what happens. In fact, make all short track races a night race in NASCAR. If you want to go back grassroots racing, do that. Instead of saying, well, let's throw dirt on it. Not a big fan of that. 
If okay. I want to see dirt racing, I'll go to Sumter Motor Speedway. And there was hundreds, if not thousands, of tracks all over the country that have dirt tra- that dirt racing within driving distance. And you can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need to see it at NASCAR. Don't no. stop with the shenanigans, NASCAR. <laughs> all right. So I say no. You say no. No, but no. odds are for both of us, there's probably going to be one. Yeah. All right. Anything else regarding that? No. Do you have anything before we keep going? Mm-mm, no. Ryan Priest and Kyle Larson in somewhat of a early stages of a rivalry here. Now, Ryan Priest, I don't think he did anything wrong this past weekend. However, if you're a Kyle Larson fan or Kyle Larson himself, he purposely wrecked you this past weekend at Bristol. I, I don't see it as that. I take Ryan at his word. He's not a dirty driver, if you ask me. He tried to run the high line, according to him, if correct me if I'm wrong, and he just couldn't hang on to the car. Does is this is this a rivalry in the making, or is this just a flash in the pan? I think this is just a racing deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at it like you know, Larson ran, Larson ran Priest pretty much out of room. It was pretty early in the race. I think it was uh, lap eighty something, eighty one. I think it was. I mean, Priest was there. But Larson looked like he kind of was going to make Priest kind of back out of it. And, you know, it's funny. There was another driver that did comment about that situation, and it was Denny Hamlin. And he says that Larson, he said to him, it looks like Larson is just doing what Larson does, which is just if you're getting in his way for too long, he's going to make sure you, you he runs you out of room to where you're just going to have to give it up at some point. Right. And he thinks that maybe Larson just did that at the point where he just kind of, Tried to uh, get Priest to just run out of room and, you know, that that's it, you know, back off. And, I mean, Priest was there. I mean, it was just a I – mean, it's Bristol Dirt, for God's sakes. I mean, they're sliding to begin with. It was probably just a racing deal. It was an accident. So what they got into each other. If Larson swung it too wide off the corner, big deal. But then, I mean, I don't remember how much later in the race it was when Priest got into him. And then Larson tried to wreck him down the straightaway and pretty much wrecked himself. I think that was just the heat of the moment kind of deal. Right. I think I think it was, too. I don't think there's really much to this. I think it's going to be one of those things where maybe Kyle Larson does something here in the future, maybe at a track to have a road course or something, or maybe Martinsville coming up here this next weekend. But I don't see it going any further no. And what it is. I feel like Kyle Larson has a lot more to lose than Ryan Priest. And, and I really do feel like this. If Kyle Larson does something to Ryan Priest, Kyle Larson's already in the playoffs. He's locked in. Wait till Darlington. Wait till Martinsville. Wait till the Roval. And then get him back. Take him out of the championship for sure. I, it's almost one of those situations where a couple of years ago, Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick were getting into it. And at Bristol, Harvick lost his way out of the championship, out of the playoffs, and going into the Roval, Harvick does something, but then takes himself out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like Larson has a lot more to lose than Priest. Priest is starting to get on a roll here, but still, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, Larson has more to lose than Priest. You are absolutely correct. And 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 Larson knows this. Priest knows this. And if you keep poking the bear, you're going to get bit. And I think Kyle Larson knows this. 
and says, okay, what happened happened. I'm already locked into the playoffs. Whatever. Let's just let it go. I, that's what I think happens from this whole thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I can. I agree. But that's just me. Yeah. What do I know? I don't know. What do you know? Just a NASCAR fan, right? I'm just a NASCAR fan. I'm a over-enthusiastic NASCAR fan with a podcast. With a podcast. Yeah. Don't forget to throw that in there. At least I got a voice. <laughs> the NASCAR appeals process making news again here this past week. And we're going to go into this a little more deeply than we have in the weeks past here at Ramblin' About Racing because I feel like this has to be talked about. Because you wanted to bring up college racing, I feel, right? Yeah. So go ahead and fill us in with that college racing thing right now and, and tell us what what happened there. and Just catch us up if if some of us are in the if dark I, there. If memory serves me correct, colleagues penalty was upheld, but the points were only reduced by 25. So they still lost 75 points. I guess in the driver's standings. Right. But it just doesn't make... There's no consistency. It, it, it's it's not just the no consistency part. There's just no transparency as to why why it was kept like that. Because it was a new panel. I mean, it's just like every appeals process, there's a, no, there's a new three members. Every appeals process, there's new members. So you're going to get different answers all the time. But now NASCAR has changed the wording up for the appeals process. And it's either you rescind the entire penalty or you up hold the penalty and you have to give the reasoning behind it, I believe is what they said. Now I don't have the screenshot on hand. You don't have the verbiage in front of you. Yeah, I don't have the verbiage in front of me, but if I'm, if, if, if I remember correctly reading it, I think it's Mm -hmm. now that either you rescind the entire penalty or you uphold the entire penalty. There's no reducing any points in it. Right. And whatever you do, you have to explain why they're deciding to do that now, which is, it's a good thing because as us fans, we would like to know, Hey, why, did you, like, for example, with Hendrick, why did you give them all their points back, but you're still going to make them pay the money? Right. There's no transparency. Exactly. With Call of Racing. Oh, well, we're going to just, we'll rescind the penalty. We'll cut it down to 75 points. But we're still not going to tell you why we did it. Okay. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it, just it doesn't. doesn't. But, th- but after that, after, and I knew, man, boy, there was a lot of people that are like, boy, if this goes the other direction with Colleague, well, some people are going to lose it. I wouldn't say I lost it, but I was just like, man, see, this is, I knew this was going to happen right here. And it's just like, why even have this appeals process anymore at this point when something like that's going to happen? If, right. But, but then again, that just comes back to, well, how about you give me some transparency? Give me a reason as to what was different between both of these things. And then maybe I'll say, oh, okay, well, maybe the appeals process isn't that bad. But just judging off of what we get to see, it's like, okay, well, then why do we have an appeals process if they're going to modify penalties when NASCAR's just like, this is the penalty they hand out. NASCAR's upset with it, too. You know, they hate that, oh, you know, it's cool that they upheld the penalty, but why give them 25 points back and just take 75? Mm-hmm. Just, like, it just it doesn't make sense. You know, it's just, ah, it's just, it's just right. right there like, ah, why? So Well, well let's try to... F- shed some light onto this whole situation here okay so we got the nascar appeals process right here in front of us step one or or i should say incident one the penalty is issued simple enough hey you broke the rules according to our rule gosh this is gonna this is gonna be a disaster for nascar i feel right here (laughs) hey you broke a rule according to our rule book we're gonna issue a panel issue you a penalty we'll just say Front row. You you wear the shirt. You're you're issuing the penalty. I almost I feel like doing this actually. 
Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> we're we're going to do this. Here it comes. I love it. I can't wait. Okay, here. NASCAR wants to play games. <laughs> All right. Winston Cup officials here on site. Okay. Front row motorsports. You broke the rules. You had an illegal part in your car. Illegal shock. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. But I didn't get to practice with it yet. Hey, it's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. All right. Step two, the appeals file filed. So you, as front row motorsports, say, well, that's not right. I don't think it's right because I didn't get to race on track with it, as okay. some people like to say. Okay. So according to the NASCAR appeals process, deadline is... 5 p.m. Eastern on the third business day following the notice or one business day for an extended appeal. The cost of the regular appeal is $1,000 and $5,000 for a race disqualification. So you pay your $1,000. Okay, give me your $1,000. Okay, okay, here. Okay, thank you. Do you take credit card? No, no. No, we're going to. Cash only? We're going to put that right there in the pocket. Okay, that's NASCAR's money. <laughs> Step three, the panel is selected. So I'm going to go ahead and take this off. I'm NASCAR now. I love I'm, this. I'm no longer an official here. I'm just NASCAR. Okay. The panel is selected, and NASCAR determines a three-member panel. At least one panelist is a, has knowledge of the mechanics of the technical infraction. So we're going to go here and get Jeff Hammond, who's a shock specialist. I don't know if he's a shock specialist, but he was a former crew chief here. We're going to get Jeff Hammond in here. Hollywood Hammond. Okay. So Jeff Hammond's here and Sarah from accounting and oh, why not? Dave from uh, the janitorial office. Okay. Come here, Dave. Go ahead and sit here with Jeff Hammond. You guys are going to appeal this penalty. You guys are going to listen to this penalty from front row race in here. And we're going to determine, and it's up to you guys to determine if this is a good penalty or not for NASCAR. Okay. Or for or if it's fair for front row motor sports to have them. Or how not. I, how, wait, what, how, what was my penalty? How much? You have a shock. Yeah, okay. but oh, what, okay. what are you taking from me? Sorry, I got it. okay. So I'm NASCAR now. So we're going to take away 100 owners points, 100 drivers points, and fine you fifty thousand dollars. Holy crap! Oh, fifty thousand dollars. That's not bad. That's 100 points that gets me. Doesn't okay. You wanted to go up more. You know what? $50,000. For a shock, okay, we'll go okay. 50000 100 points, what, boy? And 100 points. You broke the rule that we wrote in our book. <laughs> I wish I had a NASCAR rule book here. S step four, the pre-hearing. NASCAR and appealant list witness have the option to submit a written summary. So go ahead and write up a summary why you think that's of wrong penalty. Oh, yeah, sure. I have okay, no problem so, with that. So I'm actually going to type it up. Okay, you're going to type it up. I'm going to send it a very strongly worded email. Yes, yeah, send a strongly worded email to us. We'll go ahead and read it. Step five, the hearing. So we have, what would I say, Sarah from accounting, the uh, janitor, Dave, and, and, and the, Jeff Hammond. Yeah, Hollywood Hammond. And Hollywood Hammond here, yeah. right here in the panel. Hey, what's up, Hammond? Oh, oh hey, hey. Yeah. going to hear what's going to happen. So at this point, NASCAR presents first. I'm NASCAR. Ladies and gentlemen of the panel, this shock off of Front Row Make Racing's automobile, the number 34 of Michael McDowell, is illegal. This is why it's illegal. 
its compression rate is blah, 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 the technical jargon, blah, 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 blah. It didn't meet the parameters of the rule book. <laughs> I love it. I should have done more research on... It's okay. What, hey, that's okay. We, we've I, thrown a disclaimer before. We don't know everything technical about it. And I don't have the rule book in front of me. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. We're just trying to, you know, help some, maybe so some... So NASCAR presents spurts the appellant, which is you, mm-hmm. front row racing, presents second. And you would say... Oh, well, listen, NASCAR wasn't really clear with us with some of this stuff, but also, I mean, they, they found it before we even got on truck for practice. I mean, I, it's, it's really, is it really that big of a deal, you know? Uh, right. You Appeal- caught us. Yeah, okay. Appeals panel can ask questions. So at this point, Sarah might go, why did you do this? Or something. Or the janitor might go, what's a shock? Or something like that. Jeff Hammond might ask a little more technical questions, but that's neither here or there. And ask questions, but there is no cross-examination by opposing parties. Rebuttals are allowed. So if I say the rule book states this shot can only travel this far and his track tra- shot traveled this far, you can say, uh, I, I rebuttal that because of this and this and this. How do I not know you're adding more weight to my car to see if the shot travels far enough? It doesn't matter. I, I, okay, well, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's what we call a plot twist there, Preston. So, How did you know? Uh, what do you, what what system are you guys using these days? Huh? What system are you guys using I don't know. these days? You know? I don't know. Again, this is just... I'm just trying to win my appeal. Yeah, this is just the appeals process, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so after that whole thing is done, after the hearing is said and done, the, the deliberations begin with the panel. The burden of proof is on NASCAR that ruled... That rule, more likely than not, was violated. So they've got to pretty much have it... Uh, a re, what is it? Beyond a reasonable doubt. <laughs> Beyond a reasonable doubt that this rule was broken and why in order for the appeals panel to hear it in not technical jargon, but layman's term, I feel, that says, okay, they explained it in a way that why this shock is illegal. And this is just a for example. Again, the first decision is a rule was if is a rule violated. So I'm sure the appeals panel will look at the rule book, look at the testimony and say, okay, the rule was violated. Clearly this shock is traveling more than it's allowed to, mm-hmm. or the rebound is right. This. Yeah. You guys broke the rule. The second decision does with the penalty and doesn't need to be modified. So in this case, a hundred driver points, a hundred owner points and the $50,000 fine. Well, the shock was clearly illegal according to the testimony of NASCAR and according to the NASCAR rule book. However, is it really fair to dock these guys 100 points for this? That's up to the panel right there. All right. The majority of the panelists must agree. So two-thirds yes. have to agree with, does the penalty, is the rule broken? And does the punishment fit the crime? That's where I think the disconnect happens. Because if you have panelists on there that aren't NASCAR that are just ra- picked at random, which it sounds like they are, I'm sure there's a selected few. Like you have a juror number, and they just pick three numbers, and I'm like, we need person number 375 and 45 to come to here to hear the appeals. I'm sure that's pre-selected. But it's random. Mm-hmm. So it isn't the same three people every time. So there is step six. Step seven is the decision. 
if appealant appealant wins, like sorry if I'm butchering that. Appealant. Appealant. Such a weird word. Thank you, Preston, for understanding that. The if appealant wins, the case is over. So you pretty much saying no? That's a bit too steep for that. If two thirds agree with the appealant, the case is over. At that point, it's it's over. If NASCAR wins or it is a split decision, which I don't, I could understand. Like split decision. Now, now, see, here's the thing that gets it. <laughs> it isn't like an MMA fight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's you know, not. I don't, I don't understand how two thirds could be split decision. What was, what, what does one say? Yes. The second one says no, and the other one says I'm not casting a vote. Or both sides made good points. I'm not. I'm. I'm abstaining from this. Yeah, I'm remaining neutral. Yeah, I'm remaining fight. neutral. I mean, I don't understand how it could be a split decision. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Appealing can appeal the final decision, the final appeals office, offer, officer. So pretty much at this point, there could be a final appeal. So let's just say, for argument's sake, that. Two-thirds of the vote said, yes, front row motorsport, if you broke the rule, everything's going to stay in place. You're going to lose those 100 points, and you're going to be fined the $50,000. Front row then says, I'm just going to appeal it. Pretty much. Pretty much, because, hey, I can appeal it. I can appeal your decision. Give me three new people. I'm right. Well, no, it doesn't, it, like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so the, there is an eighth process here, which I haven't heard it go to this point yet. Even with all the craziness with Hendrick and Colleg, the eighth process is heard by the final appeals officer Roger Warner. Follows the same process as before, but now apparently, now appellant, sorry, has to burn enough proof and presents it at the first hearing. So it sounds like it goes from a panel of three to a panel of one. You do redo everything all over again, and he either says. Yes, you broke the rule, and you deserve to be punished, punished, or the rule wasn't clear on that. And at that point, following that, NASCAR comes out with a modification to the rules, putting that in there. It's happened before in the past mm -hmm. where, well, the rule book doesn't say we can't do that. Okay, well, next week it is. A yep. classic example of that is the All-Star Race, I believe it was 95, 96 T-Rex. Totally illegal car. And... Who was it? Who was the crew chief there? Ray, Ray Everham. Ray Everham. Oh, my gosh. We said it at the same time. So it doesn't count that. I didn't know that. So Ray Everham said to Bill France Jr., that car is legal. It won't be legal Monday. So, <laughs> so I mean. I love how when we talk about those the old days, it just sounds so like, to me, it sounds so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? Hey, you know what? It's not going to be legal come Monday. You know, I can just imagine but, what it's like in, But in Bill the back France room. Jr. said. You're right. It is it is illegal, but it won't be legal Monday. Yep. So I mean, you didn't need an appeals process then. I all that's all I'm saying here with that. That I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole here with the NASCAR appeals process, and it's not going to change anything. It's not going to clear away any of the confusion with it because one panel says, "Oh yeah, Rick Hendrick deserves their points back." Colin Racing did the same thing, and it said either appealed it at the same time or saw Hendricks succeeded and appealed it, but there's a time limit there. So I would say around the same well, time. I think I thought I, now I, I can't say that I may be right or not on this, but I think I had heard somebody say, well, they thought that because 
the penalty was upheld with colleague was because they got to qualify with the part. But to me, I don't think it really matters, honestly, whether you get to qualify, you get to practice, you get to race with it. If you're caught with it, you're caught with it. Right. It's a big, big whoop. You know, who knows what it would have been like when you raced it would have made you better or not. Big deal. I think I just, I found, I just found that kind of interesting that someone would say, oh, well, Kala got to qualify with it. So that's probably why they got their points still taken away. It's like it really works like that. It doesn't make any sense. Kala doesn't, can't run competitive really in the Cup Series unless it's a road course. I mean, they got, so you, you get caught with it. Big deal. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter if you practiced or not. No. You get caught. Doesn't. And that's, and that right there, if it, both the teams messed with the same part, I don't. That's why we need transparency as to what they did, what kind of modifications were done with the part. Hendrick says they were in contact with NASCAR the entire time about it. I don't know about colleague, but I mean, it doesn't. I don't know. It's just such a weird gray area for Hendrick to say, "Oh, well, we were in contact with NASCAR most of the time, and some of it wasn't clear at the same time." I don't know. Right. It's just a weird gray area. But like I said, it doesn't. It's just not even that. It's just. Why can't you be transparent with us and tell us what Hendrick may have done with it and what Colleg may have done with it? Mm-hmm. If it's two different things, but in my at the end of the day, to me and to probably you, you mess with the part either way, whether you did more than what this team did or not. Right, you've been caught, and that's just that's that, that's that. You know, in a nutshell. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So. Yep. Okay, so anything else regarding no, the appeals no, process? I, I no. feel like this is our third week talking about it. It's just I've it's learned just more been, about the appeals process than I, I risk crazy, I would have it? would have known about <laughs> the so whole crazy. appeals process. Again, go. I think it was a couple of weeks ago where we said get rid of the appeals process. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I could understand the point of it, but if you want to appeal it, go up to the guy who called the ball or strike and yeah. said, "Okay, well, tell me why it's illegal." Like it's in the rule book. You broke the rules. Yeah. And go ahead and try to fight that case and or have Jim France in there saying, Yeah, he broke the rule. Yeah, you have 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 the top guy there and then he'll probably have a few other people with him that are will listen like, to the whole case like, and then they'll go into a back like room. Like Steve Phelps and stuff and Yeah, then, and they'll go into a back room and you know they'll talk about it and whatever, what you know, bring up a couple points here. Oh, well, they brought up these points here, but then you know, if we go back and look at the rule book, you know, it's worded like this, you know how, and then let let the big man decide. Still, once and for all, again, ser- series director, owner of NASCAR, and yeah. president of NASCAR. Those are the three people who need to be on the appeals panel. It doesn't yeah. need to be three random people who, and with, and one of them being has technical yeah. knowledge of that actual thing. It shouldn't be like that. Owner, president, series director, go into the room. Is this is this right? Are we doing the right thing? And if but one of them even says yes. You don't really have to com- convince the other two, mm-hmm. especially if it's a series director. It's like, hey, this is why I called it. This is why it happened. And the other two were probably like, okay, yeah, huh? you got a penalty. Yeah. Don't let that happen again. So, okay, we're going to beat that into the ground yeah. again. Anything else before we move on here, no, Preston? Nothing. Nope. All right, Preston, next topic I want to talk about here after the lengthy appeals process here, which hopefully we're done and over with here. Moving forward is the all-star race format has been released. I want to get your two cents on it. I want to get your thoughts on it. It seems pretty straightforward for a all-star race, though be it maybe a little longer than all-star races in the past. And here's how it's going to work. We're going to have another pit crew challenge to determine starting positions here. 
Qualifying will be based on pit stop times only. Forced tires, no fuel. Resorts determine the starting lineups for the all-star heat races and the all-star open. So there's step one. So again, we're going to remember how it was back in Texas last year. And it was a, you know, drag race. It was a drag race, Preston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One lame night. Go back and listen to it. I think it was a great show. The all-star race itself, the heat races will be 60 laps each result of heat race one sets the all-star race inside row and heat two will set the outside row. So we'll have an all-star race going for there. And I must give a disclaimer here, all-star race qualifying or the way how it's set here, who determines who races in and there are not 2002 and 2003 cup series points winners, points race winners and past all-star winners and NASCAR cup series champions are qualified for the all-star race. The open is 100 laps, Preston, mm-hmm. and that will be competed in a, a competition break will happen around lap 40. Why do they don't, they don't give a specific? They just said around lap 40. I don't know why, but they just said that. Top two f- finishers transfer to the all-star race. FanFo will determine a third transfer there. So top two finishers, it isn't like, Stage racing where stage one, okay, you transfer stage two, you transfer to top two finishers and the fan vote goes in there. The all-star race itself will be a 200-lap race and they will start on sticker tires with three additional sets in the pit box. All laps count, overtime rules in effect, competition break on or around lap 100. Again, there's an on or about type thing. I don't like that. After the competition break, only one additional set of stickers may be used. That's the catch right there. Mm-hmm. Winner will receive a million dollars. Now, here's the interesting part about I found about this whole weekend. There's going to be a Craftsman Truck Series race as well, Saturday night. On May 20th, they're at the Speedway at North Wilkesboro. So, there's going to be a Craftsman Truck Series race there. I like it. I like it as well. So that was I just wanted to give everybody a heads up about that. But anything else that was that was it from Bristol Dirt as well as anything anything else from Bristol Dirt, Kyle Larson, Ryan Freeze, the NASCAR appeals process, which we dug into the dirt. I hopefully we pushed up daisies on that one. And the all star race format. No, I I I like the all star race format this yeah, time. It's, gonna it's be, kind of interesting it's gonna that be a good they're one. Uh, let's see. I want to uh, start on sticker tires. Also, oh, so like the heat races, for example, you start on sticker tires and you only get one additional set in the pit box. All laps count. Okay. I and mean, I think that's, I think that's, 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 that works for me. You know, you only get one additional set that'll make you police your own where you drive aggressively, but maybe not too aggressively where you spin out flat spot tires or something. But it's also a short track. I mean, North, North Wilkesboro, 200 laps for a regular all-star race would probably be... Probably be fitting, I guess you could say. Right. I think it should be fun. I mean, the testing looked like it was pretty good. A lot of the guys uh, said that the, you know, they had to kind of wheel it the car around. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm excited to see, you know, for this. Well, you want to hear what I'm worried about, Preston? Uh oh. This is 100% what I'm worried about here. We talked about it earlier. How the COVID eye racing thing was awesome at first, and it lost its luster. Bristol Dirt Race. Awesome at first, lost its luster. L.A. Coliseum, awesome at first, lost its luster. I do not want this race 
being so awesome to where it doesn't meet up the, for the hype of next year. What scares me about anything, bringing it back North Wilkesboro, bringing it back Rockingham, bringing it about anything like that, is that it will lose its luster and eventually nobody will go there and watch the race or no one will look forward to it or everybody will nitpick this, this seg- how it's set up and how it's formatted or anything like that. I am so afraid for North Wilkesboro Speedway at this point. If you're if you're 90s NASCAR fan, this is going to be the first race I've ever watched with North Wilkesboro coming up here. And I know we're foreshadowing it coming up here in the next couple months, but it's, it's coming up fast. I don't want to see it fail. I don't think it's going to fail. I think that's going to be a packed house. That's a hot ticket. Mm-hmm. Sure is. But here, I, I don't want it to lose its luster. Or even worse, what if it doesn't meet the hype? What if the race itself, the all-star race, does not meet up with the hype of it being at North Wilkesboro Speedway? I guess that's just something we'll have to, we'll just have to cross that I mean, bridge we, when we get to we it. We will, but I'm so scared that this race will either flop or come 2024 when it goes back saying, wow, we did great in 2023. Because from all outward appearances moving forward there, this is going to be a great race. North Wilkesboro's back. The stars are aligning for that place. It's got mm-hmm. a new lease on life. That being North Wilkesboro Speedway. Maybe opens up the door for Rockingham down the road. Or it's just come 2024, something happens and and it doesn't live up to last year's race or if it lives up to a good enough hype they put it back on the regular schedule and then it just we flops. find a different all-star race right it just flops and and that's what, what and that's what scares me I mean, we'll just we we I mean, have we, to wait and see we I mean, have this to is wait just, and see on this it's kind one. of just pretty much like a new realm at this point I mean, we don't right. know what the track is like it's not like with where was the uh, last all race at, at like Texas or yeah. something? It's not like that where we knew that like it would just wasn't going to work. The racing was crappy mm-hmm. and everything like that. We haven't been to North Wilkesboro and God knows how long. I can't, I can't remember off the top no. of my head. In 1992, I believe, two or 1992, 1993, one of those two years, yeah. and Jeff Gordon won that race. Yeah, I don't know. We don't, we just, you know, it's just we have to try just, it out and see what happens. I know. You know? But you, I, I think everybody knows where I'm coming from here. I, yeah, I get it. it I get what it you're saying. It just scares me right there. I get it. I get it. And that's all I got to say about that. Anything else regarding All-Star Race or appeals process, anything like nah, that? No, no. Okay. All right. Upcoming races this weekend, another short track race coming up here, although be it not on dirt. The Martinsville race for the Truck Xfinity Cup and the Long Beach Grand Prix for IndyCar. We had a bad race last year by all accounts martinsville when it came to the cup series especially with the gen 7 car and the hype that it brought to it again another like oh my gosh just fell right flat on its face here hopefully it's not cold temperatures are going to be in the low 70s from what i last checked so with some rain over the weekend so we may get some rubber washed away and stuff like that. wait 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 we have a rain package that's true. We and have a rain we have lights. We have we lights and a rain package. Long. We could do this. Xfinity is racing on Saturday night. I wish the cup would yeah, utilize we, the lights. Yeah. Hello. I, would you not? That would not be a hot ticket item, would it not? Martinsville at night. Hello. How yeah, come we are doing that? Saturday night short track racing. Oh I don't know. God. I don't know why NASCAR doesn't take advantage of that. Because if I had it my way, I'd rather watch a race at night. I'll throw on a jacket. 
maybe I like I think like I brought up earlier in the show. Maybe it just has to do with TV. Maybe TV's like you know we should do it on this day or something. But I just I don't know. To me, I feel like that would be a pretty big ticket item in general. Saturday if, night short track races. If finding a TV to work with you, a channel to work with you, a network to work with you, I should mm-hmm. say, like Fox or NBC or USA, whoever, whomever it may be, ESPN, it doesn't matter who. How about NASCAR just form their own channel and say, put it out there for like Hulu and cable and everybody and be like, hey, just tune in here and watch it here. That way we can form our own schedule and throughout the week we have NASCAR TV maybe rambling about racing on there. I don't think they have the money for it yet. What do you mean they don't have the money for it? I don't think they, would, they really have the money for something like that. Okay. I, I, I think I said it before. I think that it would only work it would work more in their favor if they were able to create a channel like that. You know, it's just, I think the viewership numbers going down have to do with just, I mean, cable just has become so expensive for people these days. And then you have all these streaming services and it's just dependent on what streaming service is going to have whatever channel the race may be on and that sort of nature. But why not have a channel that makes that you have access? No. Yeah. A lot of things. Absolutely. So, and you brought it up. You you have anything about the upcoming races? What you expect to see? No, and just, stuff like that. I would hope that we continue to see some more progress with the package, and maybe it yeah. helps with the racing. Hopefully, I just. I mean, it's just it's hard to judge. Like I said this weekend, I don't know. If you're not really going to have a whole lot of. It's not going to be hot, so it's not going to be like slick temperatures or anything like that. But hopefully, which, it's not too cold where like one person just dominates. Yeah, the whole that race. too. But and there's no heat in the tires. You yeah, know, hopefully so, not. Just have to see how the weather plays out, I guess you could say. You brought this up there, right there at the end. Why not have all short tracks in NASCAR run at night? If if NASCAR wants to get back to their roots, mm-hmm. to the point where they throw dirt on a track, why not have all short tracks ran at night? I think that they could... I think that could work. That could 100% or, you work. Know, or, you know, Richmond used to be a night race. It was ran during the day. Weren't both races run at yeah, night? Both yeah, both races were ran at night. Martinsville, I can understand, wasn't a night race because they didn't have lights. No excuse no, they anymore. They got lights now. Yeah. Bristol, Bristol night race, a hot ticket item. Even, But not even now because you could call up there the day of the weekend of the race and be like, you got tickets? Yeah, give me a ticket. And go up there. Whereas back in 2001, no, we have a 10-year waiting list. I think they're going to have to get to the point where, okay, so how about this? We could have night racing at short tracks, but maybe you have to cut out some races. So, like, for example, if you were to put Richmond back on the schedule, maybe Richmond would just be able to have to have one race then. So, like, thinking of it, like, with Bristol, if you were to have both night races, well, with the attendance being not the way it used to be, maybe if you make Bristol a once-in-a-year thing, Maybe more people will decide to show up then. Yeah, maybe instead of having 36 races on the schedule, we'll go back down to 34, 32. That might help, actually help out NASCAR a lot right there. Maybe. I don't know. Wait, right but, there. yeah, I agree. I think they're sh- short tracks on a Saturday yeah. night. Why not? Short yeah. tracks on a Saturday night. At, yeah, that, that would be a no-brainer right there mm-hmm. if you asked me to go. Darlington at night is way better than Darlington during the day. Okay, uh, uh, one for maybe Mother's Day weekend coming up here, that debate right there. But anything else in regards to that? No. Okay. Last thing here, IndyCar on another street course slash road course. Are you looking forward to the IndyCar race this weekend? I am. The Long Beach Grand Prix. Okay, why? I just, I I like, I, I... 
like open wheel road course racing. Okay. That's just me. No, it's okay. Street racing is works. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not I'm not chomping at the bit. Hey, you know. Everybody's got their opinions. Yeah, everybody's got their opinions. <laughs> but any preview, anything else you want to cover before we get into our start times that make our picks for this? No, no. I'm curious to see who you got winning races this weekend. I'm curious to see who you got winning races this weekend, too. It's going to be interesting. Start times for this weekend. The Cup race will be Sunday, April 16th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Xfinity Series will be Saturday, April 15th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. And the Truck Series will be Friday, April 14th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 as well. The IndyCar Race will be Sunday, April 16th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. So a conflict of interest there, perhaps. And we might have to go picture in picture in order to watch that race. What time did you say the start time was again? 3 p.m. Eastern Ooh, on yeah. both the Cup Series yeah, and the IndyCar race. That, that's a big Ugh. conflict of interest, and I don't know why NASCAR did that. I don't know why IndyCar did that. Well, if IndyCar is racing in California, right? Yeah. So, so it would be at noon. 12 a noon start time is about right for them. Yeah. And, it's like what NASCAR used to do. But, again, if this was ran at night under the lights, we wouldn't have this issue. But Or if NASCAR actually ran... You know, start times when they used to, Martinsville being at noon or something, or 1230, probably wouldn't be a conflict of interest. Or it might be ending as it's overlapping the start of an IndyCar race. I'm just saying. I mean, you know. we unfortunately, we don't make the schedules here at Ramblin' no, About Race, no. and if we did, it would make a lot too much sense. If I was making the schedule, I would probably be earning a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I'd be right there with you going, eh, do you really want to start the race at that time, Preston? And you'll be like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Race winner is here for this weekend. I, I think you're going to be impressed with mine. I'm curious. Oh, you think to so? See. Yeah. I, I think you're going to be. Looking over my paper right now. All right. Let me cover my answers. All right. No, I'm, I'm looking at my papers here. <laughs> so we'll start off with the Cup Series. Who do you got for the Cup Series? William Byron. Okay. William Byron. I'm yeah. going with another Hendrick driver, but. He's not a full-time Hendrick driver. He's a fill-in. Josh Berry gets Ooh, his first whoa. win in the Cup look Series out. in that nine Ladies car. And gentlemen, look out. I, I think Josh Berry, yeah, he's been impressive the past All couple right. weeks. Okay. I think Josh Berry gets it done here. Okay. All right. All right. Big pick. Xfinity Series. Bold pick. It isn't a big pick. It's a bold, it's bold pick. pick. That's true. Xfinity Series. Brandon Jones. All right. Brandon Jones? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. RCR, 21. Austin Hill oh, okay. gets All it done right. again. He's on a, he hasn't been talked about a lot in the Xfinity Series. Although, be it, a lot of cup drivers have been in the Xfinity Series here of late. whoop de la de do But <laughs> I think Austin Hill rebounds here. He gets a win there at the Martinsville Speedway. Trucks. I'm, gonna, I'm going with a driver. I'm, well, this is going to be easy because you're not going to pick people like this. Kyle Busch. He's racing this weekend. I'm picking Kyle Busch, honestly. Okay, he's going to win the truck I'm gonna, race. I'm going to put it out there. For he's going to win the truck everybody. race. Everybody, I know this will be out there before the truck series race, which is on Friday. This will be out Thursday. If any Cup series or truck series driver takes out Kyle Busch, free rambling about a racing T-shirt. I hope it's worth it. Maybe it will be one day, but I'm going to set a bounty there. Maybe nobody will listen to it. But if anybody listens to it and wants to see Kyle Busch taken out and you're a truck series driver, I don't care who it is. I don't care. Take Kyle Busch out. 
get a free Ramblin' About Racing t-shirt in any color you want. I mean, come on. I'll even throw in a anybody but Kyle Busch t-shirt on top of that. So you get a Ramblin' About Racing wow. t-shirt and a anybody but Kyle Busch t-shirt. You can wear under your fire suit. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Truck series, pin roads. All right. I Hopefully. Like it. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe he takes it, out Kyle Busch. It could happen. You know, he could win. I'm just hoping that anybody but Kyle Busch wins there. And IndyCar. Marcus Erickson. Scott Dixon. All right. Right there. Put it up in bold letters, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Scott Dixon will win the IndyCar race from. I don't from even think either of my picks even won this weekend. Oh, wait. I did pick Tyler Reddick to win the cup race. He came in second. So I was close. Yeah, was close. he was my second pick. But, I was close. You know, so I was close on that end. but Nobody yeah. even thought about Christopher Bell. No, no, okay. no. All right, so anything else before we get into our final thoughts here and wrap it up this episode of Rambling About Racing? Nope. I'm. Ca- oh, I can't wait for those fantasy standings. I'll tell you after, after this. I'll tell you right when we get into our final thoughts here. Okay. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about a partner that has been with Ramblin' About Racing since we were called In the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast and since we were on the Unhinged Sports Network, and that is Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop for everything NASCAR, for your favorite drivers' t-shirts, hoodies, hats, die-cast, and so much more. But it isn't just NASCAR. I get my all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear from there, as well as my Washington Capitals gear there as well. One-stop shop for everything you need, any type of sport you need. Links can be found under the sponsor tab at ramblingaboutracing.com as well as the under the podcast description and YouTube description depending on whether you're watching or listening to Ramblin' About Racing. Head over there right now and get your favorite sports gear need for this upcoming season. White flag, one lap to go, one lap raider. Final thoughts on this week's episode of Rambling About Race, and I'll go ahead and tell you, Preston. I'll tell you what I wanted to tell you before we cut to our Fanatics promo and all that stuff. It happened again. You forgot to set your lineup. I forgot to set my fantasy oh, lineup. Well, that I would re- explain a lot. I, oh, no. <laughs> that would explain a lot in oh, this. Oh, no. Okay, oh, so. no wonder. We'll go ahead and get into fantasy standings for this week's Rambling About Racing and our this week in NASCAR here. Let's go ahead and bite the bullet here, Preston. Yeah, this, that would explain uh, I'm just gonna for, go the, for the finish on Sunday. That would explain where. Oh, there you are at the bottom. <laughs> that's, that's, that's. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, you finished 14th with 94 points this past week, and I'm sorry. No, I finished uh, – no. oh, would you look at that? There's gold <laughs> highlighted over my name. How about that? First place, 227 points. Hey, you're welcome. All right, you're just welcome. go ahead and read the standings here for Fantasy League, and we'll, we'll get into this week in NASCAR. All righty, so the overall standings oh, – oh, would you look at that again? I have to go all the way down to the bottom of the board to find yours truly sitting across the table from me. Ooh, I'm sorry, Matt. Sitting at 14th with 1,095. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I am so sorry. 
Uh, am I going to have to start texting you these days? Yeah, hey, you're hey did to, you remember to set I, your I lineup? I might have to start a reminder on my phone <laughs> because this is just to. ridiculous. <laughs> I realized that with nine years ago, I go, oh no, I didn't set my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, oh, and obviously it didn't help any. Anyway, just oh, go ahead. Oh, goodness. Uh, so 13th is B93 at 1,150. Smoking Woody sits 12th, 1,217 points sissy k is 11th with 1228 points super sumo is 10th with 1232 points grocery getter six sits ninth 1240 points ts promo d is eighth 1251 charlie sits seventh at 1256 i am sixth i don't think i really made up any ground honestly with 1311 points S Blaze is fifth with 1,330. The Sports Stove sits fourth with 1,339. My brother, Money Team Moon Rover, sits third, 1,343. Matt Camper is still second at 1,351. And, oh boy, the Maples and the DraftKings research lineup is steadily climbing at 1,446. He is. Now, now the thing about Maples here, and, and, and if you're brand new to the show, this is our third, fourth year of doing this rambling about yeah. race in Fantasy League. The first two seasons, Maples won. Yeah. He won the $100 Amazon gift card. Now it's 200 for this year because Charlie won it last year and hosts aren't eligible. Yeah. And if he were here, he would say, that's crap. <laughs> I would say, no, that's the rule. <laughs> that's just the rule of the game here. So, I mean, don't don't be surprised about that. But yeah, he, he he knows what he's doing, and if he's smart, he'd be placing bets on Bet King or DraftKings or I whatever. Think, yeah, yeah, he, he does maybe play that, DraftKings. Maybe that's why he's the DraftKings lineup, yeah, whatever he does guy. do DraftKings, so. Okay, so again, I'm at the bottom. I'm just here to make people feel better about themselves when it comes to fantasy. Uh, that and me. I just forget how to do it. No, <laughs> but this week, this is the start of the comeback. We're not even at the All-Star break yet. No. So I still got time in order to fix this. Anything else about nope, that fantasy? Nope, nope, I nope. figure I figure not for us. And this this week in NASCAR, April thirteenth, nineteen seventy five, Bobby Allison running two laps behind with forty laps to go, scrambles back to a contention to contention. Sorry, and rides to a narrow victory in the Rebel Five Hundred at Darlington. Imagine having a race this day and age called the Rebel Five Hundred. I. It just, would be boycotted by everybody. Just imagine having to run from two laps down with 40 laps to go and still win the race somehow. At Darlington. Yeah. A crash involving David Pearson and Benny Parsons opens the door for Allison, who edges Daryl Walter by a car length at the finish line. And that happened April 13th, 1975 at the Lady in Black Darlington International Raceway for that for this week in NASCAR. Wow, what, a, what a comeback. Yeah, I mean, two, two laps down. With 40 laps to go? Holy crap. Man, impressive. Yeah, very impressive. But Preston, that was our episode. Kind of a short one. We only had two, two races this week, and next week improves to be a busier week for us here at the ITM Media Studio with four races, three being NASCAR and one being IndyCar. But then after that, we get to see Formula One back on the schedule. I know I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it as well, Preston. Yeah. 
Do you have anything? Okay, let me ask you this before we go. Do you want to take us out again, or do you want me just to take care of it? You take care of it this time. Okay, I'll take care of it this time. (laughs) Preston, anything else before we wrap up this week's episode of Rambling About Racing? Nope, nope. I'm excited for this weekend again. I'm racing. I'm excited for it, too. And I'm, I'm only hoping that it will, it will be a good weekend of racing. Oh, and uh, also thank you to everybody that listens to the show out there and for those that have found us on YouTube. Yeah, seriously. yeah I appreciate thank it. You. Make sure to thank leave you. us a, a, a comment and, and subscribe yeah. and, and like it and rate us on all your social uh, podcasts. Spread the podcasts. word. Spread the word. Yeah, spread the we're word. We're here to stay. Yeah. And, and we're only getting better. We're only going to get better, so you might as well jump on the bandwagon now. Exactly, and, that's and, and right. Ride that's what I'm talking about. Us here. Yep. We All can right. only go up from here. It can, well, it's not that. It's going down. We're no. Doing, we're doing no. fine. Nope, nope. All right, Preston, anything else before we wrap up this week's episode of Rambling About Racing? Nope. take us out. All right, Preston, buddy. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on your regular podcast platform or YouTube. Really do appreciate you showing up and taking the time to listen to us or if you're watching us on YouTube, watching us. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Devo's Outdoor Lighting, Extreme Sim Racing, Fanatics, and Stand Up to Cancer for all they do, not only for Belly Up Sports, but for what they do for Rambling About Racing as well. Make sure to head over to Rambling About Racing to links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest in the world of all of the racing and to see what's going on in our lives as well. For Preston Lude, P underscore Luda on Twitter. I'm Matt Beamer, NBeamer22 on Twitter. Stay safe. Have a good rest of the week, and we'll see you after the Martinsville race and the Long Beach Grand Prix. Take it easy, folks.